A reading from the book of Jeremiah. At that time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be built, O virgin Israel. Again, you shall take your tambourines and go forth in the dance of the merrymakers. Again, you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall enjoy the fruit. For there shall be a day when sentinels will call in the hill country of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now proclaim. His mercy endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. There is a sound of exultation and victory. In the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has punished me sorely. But he did not hand me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them. I will offer thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. He who is righteous may enter. I will give thanks to you, for you answered me and have become my salvation. The same stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. On this day, the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Colossians. Since you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, 
and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb 
and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And she saw, as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! These are the heartfelt, joyous exclamations we shout every Easter Sunday. Worshippers are dressed in their Sunday best as they flow through our red doors, greeted with the fresh scent of white lilies that grace our altar, while blasts of trumpets in our choir triumphantly declare Christ's victory over death. 
Little ones wiggle and squirm as their tiny hands clutch their pastel-colored Easter baskets, anxiously awaiting for the Easter egg hunt to begin. But not this year. This year is unlike any Easter we have known. Pews are empty. There are no choirs, no brass trumpets. There is no bread to eat, no wine to drink. This Easter, we find ourselves embroiled in a global health crisis. Instead of being in church, we are sheltering in place, watching our Easter services online in our homes. Even though we are physically separated from our family and friends, we feel an unusual but comforting connection, maybe even a kinship with the rest of the world knowing that we're all in this together. We are one. And isn't this what Easter is really about? I think we're discovering that we're all pretty resilient, adaptive, even though we find ourselves sad, grieving what we have lost on so many levels. Most of us have lost a sense of a normal routine going to the office, to school, getting together for a birthday celebration, or simply greeting a friend with a, with a hug or a handshake. Some of us have lost our moorings, maybe feeling a bit adrift, unsettled, anxious and unsure of what is next. More and more people are losing their jobs in unprecedented numbers, while many are losing, worrying about losing their homes. And of course, the most tragic loss of all is a loss of human life. Each day, the networks report ever-rising death tolls that is both incomprehensible and mind-numbing. To handle the ever-increasing overflow of COVID-19 patients, field hospitals are constructed in a matter of days in parking lots and parks. Mortuaries and morgues are running out of room to store bodies while the critically ill are having to die alone, separated from the loved ones who are left to grieve without saying their final goodbyes. So how do we sing our alleluias in the midst of this pain, this grief, this death? How can we celebrate the joy of Easter in such a chaotic time like this? Where do we find hope when it all seems so grim? I firmly believe that it is time like these, when the world seems to be spinning out of control, that Easter holds the most meaning. As the world shelters in place, we need to hear the Easter story now more than ever. Mary Magdalene knows better than most what it means to live in a chaotic time when the world seems upside down and nothing makes any sense. She was with Mary, Jesus' mother, and the other handful of women who stood at the foot of the cross and watched Jesus her trusted confidant, her rabbi, her soulmate, 
die an agonizing slow death. She watched the soldiers take down Jesus' body from the cross. And she stood by, frozen with fear and disbelief, as they laid his body in the tomb and sealed the entrance with a large round stone. She must have been thinking, it is finished, it's over, it's done, Jesus is dead. And I imagine she felt something in herself had died that day. Two days later, it's early in the morning, and still dark as Mary makes her way to the tomb. She is carrying precious oils and spices to repair Jesus' body for burial because it is the custom. Overwhelmed with grief, she has no idea what else to do. So she does what is the custom. And then Mary suddenly stops. Even though it is hard to see in this pre-dawn light, she senses something is terribly wrong. So she takes a few steps closer and she sees the stone that has sealed the tomb has been rolled away, revealing a gaping black void. With her heart pounding inside her chest, she stoops down to look inside and she sees that the tomb is empty. Frightened and confused, Mary runs and tells the two disciples closest to Jesus, Peter and the beloved disciple. And she says, Jesus' body is gone. Mary is unable to comprehend any other explanation for this empty tomb. And she assumes someone has stolen Jesus' body. Loss upon loss. I must share that coming into this empty sanctuary when it is cold and dark feels much like an empty tomb. As my voice echoes and bounces off these stone walls and pillars, I recall all the joyful services we have celebrated together in this sacred space. Memories of baptisms, confirmations, weddings and funerals, the precious milestones of our Christian lives makes it seem all the more empty on this Easter morning. But not in a sad way, not in a bad way, but in a comforting and reassuring way. Walking through this empty sanctuary, there is no doubt that this is a holy place. Several generations have filled the air with their prayers within these walls, staking their hope and their very lives on the thing that Mary is about to discover when she returns to that empty tomb. Shocked by Mary's news, the disciples run to the tomb to find only Jesus' discarded burial wrappings on the stone slab where his body was laid. Frightened and confused, they return home. However, Mary remains behind, distraught with grief. Then she hears murmurings of mysterious angels that speak to her from the darkened recesses of the tomb. 
And then a stranger approaches her. Mary, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Of course, Mary has no idea that this is Jesus, the risen Christ, the one speaking to her. It is not until he calls her by name that Mary suddenly recognizes her dear friend and teacher. She is overcome with joy. Curiously, it seems almost cruelly, Jesus tells her not to touch him, not to hold on to him. Instead, he tells her to go, go and share this good news with his disciples that he is ascending to his Father. And Mary, in her new role as the Apostle of the Apostles, is the one that gives the very first Easter sermon with these five words, I have seen the Lord. How ironic that the empty tomb, Jesus' burial chamber, becomes the first sign that points to the promise and hope of a new life. It reveals the unfathomable depth of God's abundant love as the light of the risen Christ chases away the dark shadows of death, decay, and sin once and for all. This is resurrection. Easter is our willingness to let go and die to our false self, the parts of our life that make us fearful, that are joyous and not life-giving. When we let go, we experience a rebirth and discover the miracle of a new and authentic life emerging within us. This new life is the risen Christ that dwells within us, inviting us to trust deeply in God. And when we do, we find that we can bear all things in this life, both the beauty and the tragedy. As one wise theologian states, if you believe in the resurrection, then you must trust death. This is what sets us free, free to flourish in this new life God has given us as a sacred trust. Jesus did not let Mary hold on to him because he was cruel or unkind. He sent her to share the news of his resurrected life with his community of disciples, brothers and sisters, so they could experience what it means to be the living body of Christ, where we are one with each other and one with the one true living God. This Easter, if you don't feel like shouting our hallelujahs, that's okay. Maybe this Easter, we try something new. We quietly whisper our hallelujahs softly and reverently, much like a hushed prayer of the heart. In this way, 
We are cherishing this most holy time and also honoring those who have died in this pandemic. As we hold on to our belief that nothing, nothing can defeat the love of the risen Christ, not a darkened tomb or even death itself. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate for the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Creator God of the universe, God of a thousand names and faces, divine source of health and wholeness, whose compassion embraces the entire community of earth, behold your fearful people all over the world as we confront the novel coronavirus. Out of the depths we cry to you, O God. Holy God, hear our voices. Let your ear be attentive to our cries as we pray for all who may be affected by the virus. For all healthcare givers, nurses, physicians, aides, EMTs, paramedics, technicians, and therapists, out of the depths, O oh God, we pray out to you, protect For hospital and nursing home medical staff, assistants, and housekeepers, and for the patients themselves, out of the depths, O oh God, we cry out to you, For all who travel for their daily work over land and sea and through the air, flight attendants, pilots, ship captains and sailors, bus drivers, passengers and long-distance truck drivers, out of the depths, O oh God, we cry out. For all who handle money, 
bankers, cashiers, and office staff, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For all who pump gas and serve customers at gas stations and interstate rest areas, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For restaurant workers, bartenders, baristas, cooks, servers, chefs, and dishwashers, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For hospitality workers, hotel and motel receptionists, servers and ha housekeepers, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For grocery and drugstore stock clerks, cashiers, suppliers, managers, pharmacists, and delivery drivers, and for those shopping for necessities. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For daycare center staff who cuddle and comfort children, and for all children. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For teachers, professors, coaches, office workers, cafeteria workers, and custodians at schools and universities across the world, and for students everywhere. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For the homeless crowded in shelters and huddling for warmth over steam grates and under urban bridges. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. For the poor, the lonely, the vulnerable, migrants, and the isolated elderly who have no protectors, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you. Protect us. For the church, for the clergy and people who eat the bread of life, drink from the common cup, and pass the sign of peace, and for all who are working to keep congregations connected, out of the depths, O oh God. We cry, we cry out to you. you. Protect, Protect us. For all who have tested positive for COVID-19, and all who are waiting for test results, and all who are quarantined. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry, we cry out to you. Protect, Protect us. For all who have died of COVID-19, who are now free from pain and suffering, May the God of hope carry them all the way home and comfort their families and friends. Out of the depths, O oh God. We cry out to you and protect us. Loving God, hasten the day when the virus will have run its course. Quicken scientists to develop medications and vaccines. Call out the best instincts of your people. Love, neighborliness, compassion, and a sense of caring for every member of your beloved community on earth. We pray out of the depths to you, O God of hope. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Welcome to our Easter service, our online service. We hope that this is the beginning of a time that you can find joy and a sense of renewal in your lives, even with all the challenges that we are facing. So welcome again to St. John's, and we are going to have uh, online coffee hours sponsored by our wardens 
immediately after this service. I also want to say a thank you uh, out of deep, deep gratitude for all those who have given so generously to help us to keep going during this time that the building is closed. But as you can see, the church is very much alive. So thank you again for your wonderful and reassuring support at this time. We continue with the Holy Communion. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, and then a calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of air into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. 
Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you not bread and wine, because we cannot be together this day to share them, but our lives, our world, our concerns, our hopes, and all of creation. We pray you, gracious God, to accept our offering of ourselves and to transform us as Jesus did the bread and the wine when he took them from his disciples, broke, blessed, and gave them once again as a sign of their new life in him. Take us, bless us, open us, and make us new. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection unto your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. communion we receive is the unbroken communion of love, acceptance, and inclusion, made known to us through the life of Jesus, who is among us this day. We are fed today and by and in community, gathered together by our host, the Lord of love. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the gathering of the community he formed. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you 
with gladness and singleness of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always.